All right, so with today's podcast, we do not have Jada, and to take Jada's place, we have two people, and they're our two most frequent guests that we have on the podcast, and that is Stephen and Gentry. And you two have met each other, like oh yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I thought, you know, I don't always remember things all that great. Really? I do get punched in the head for a living. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> It sure takes its toll. <laughs> yeah, here's it. All right, so today we're going to talk about the OODA loop, which is observe, orient, decide, and act. And basically, it is, you know, everybody goes through this when making decisions and deciding what so, to do. Do you think helicopters eat their young? <laughs> and that's how you disrupt the OODA loop and use it to your advantage in self defense. <laughs> Now I'm going to be pondering that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. All right, so Oda Loop essentially it was created by a guy named Colonel John Boyd. He was a fighter pilot in the Air Force. Um, and it was just kind of a, an idea and a theory that he had that he came up with um, that he kind of used to and integrated into his own combatives and, and the way that they train people and stuff like that. And now it's branched out to all all branches of the military, which is why it's bigger in gunfighting than it is in hand to hand self defense mm-hmm. where, you know, people that train firearms and gunfighting and stuff like that and people that do it on a professional basis and and things like that generally run off uh, kind of a merit of their own gunfights as a proof of concept of like, hey, you know, I've been there and done this. It's um, you know, it's bigger in the military than it is here, but it's it's slowly the idea of it's branching out, where essentially it's just the decision making process where you observe something happen, you orient it in your brain where, okay, this is this, you decide what you're going to do next, and then you act on it. Um, and what you saw where I asked a stupid question that was totally opposite of anything that was going on <laughs> was a disruption of it. And at that point, I called it in the orientation process where they've observed, okay, this is what this is. They're orienting that information in their head. They're deciding, well, for, you know, they're orienting the information in their head. They're deciding what they're going to think about it, either think about the concept itself or think about a question to understand it better. Or deciding what to say. Or deciding what to say. And then before the action takes place. If you can stop it before it happens, you've won. Yep. Okay. All that to say, um, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about this podcast. Before we get started, though, too deep, uh, Kylie, you're going to hit us with our. Be sure to check out our sponsor, faithandfreedom.clothing. There you can find new t shirts like Christian t shirts, uh, patriotic t shirts, coffee t shirts, and just regular martial art t shirts. Don't forget the t shirts. <laughs> Use coupon code blah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so like last time when Stephen was here and Jada was not, we're going to let Stephen give us the story for the week. Okay, uh, this one comes from the New York Post. You can find the video on YouTube, though. Um, essentially, of course, Florida Man. But a wild dash cam footage shows Florida Man open fire in a road rage shooting incident. Um so, dash cam emerged of a moment in Florida where a man opened fire on another driver in a heated road rage shooting in the middle of a busy interstate. 
Uh, Eric Proper, age 30, was arrested over June 2021 ordeal on I-95 in Miami after authorities said that he fired a dozen shots at the passing motorist. The chilling video from the Popper's own dash cam, which was only made public Saturday, uh, showed him shooting through his own windshield and at the other driver. Investigators said the ordeal unfolded as Proper, who was driving his black Toyota Vizinia breathfully cut off the other driver as he changed lanes in the morning rush hour. The dash cam shows Proper glancing off in his rearview mirror and shouting F off as, he, as the other driver honked his horn. Proper then allegedly slammed on his brakes and the driver started tailgating him and making hand gestures out the window, the authority said. As he continued to look out the rearview mirror, his side venue's Proper could be seen reaching into his center console and pulling out a handgun. The video shows Proper aiming his gun at the passenger door and opening fire four seconds later, and the driver drove past. Proper's lawyer, Robert Gershman, told the outlet that the client believes that he was shot at first and he was only defending himself. Um, now, that's, that's as far as I'm going to read into that. You can watch the video and you can see... Um, in the video, it does appear that the other person does have a firearm. But as we were talking about OODA Loop, OODA Loop is a constantly evolving cycle that has to take place. You constantly have to be observing, orienting that information, deciding on your next move, and acting upon it. Um, you can get stuck in OODA Loop, which essentially means that you can, you can freeze up, you have a fight-or-flight response. And that's kind of how your brain circumvents what your response is going to be. Now, obviously, this person chose fight, and it was... In the sense where he kind of started it, and it started off with a accidental cutting off, then escalating as he slammed on his brakes. And in the in the dash cam footage, you have forward and rearward facing the passenger, and also facing forward, you have the other driver making hand gestures and what appears to be a handgun pointed at him, and then you have him making the very reckless decision to fire through his own windshield at him. Um, he was stuck in OODA loop at that point hmm. he was stuck in the orientation of the information that he was given that this person had a handgun and it was pointed at him and his decision was to shoot back now it's probably a bad decision in the middle intersection on i-95 in yeah. miami when you have passers-by you're moving it i mean even at a, a standard rate of, of rush hour traffic if you're moving 20 miles an hour you're still moving 20 miles an hour what for a normal person would be full-on absolute sprint yeah tops like you know like most people top out about 20 miles an hour a lot of them can't quite reach that and you know and even if you want to yeah i know you'd be surprised but you know and, and even that when you watch the video they're going much faster than that and generally when you're thinking about it if you're driving Focus on driving. If you're shooting, focus on shooting. Because if you're driving and shooting, you're not going to be doing either of them very well. Yeah. And this was the definitely the case in this one. Um, yeah, when you're going through your, your OODA loop cycle, your cycle of decision-making, new information has to come along. Okay, Even if the guy did, he pointed a firearm at him. He didn't shoot him. He's driving past him. He's in the driver's seat. There's not really a way for him to orient the firearm in his direction once he is beyond him without leaning out of the car mm. or turning around the other way and you can't see any of that go on so when you're making these decisions gather your information you know take extra time take all the time that you're allowed to have make good decisions 
be, you know, be aware of yourself, what's around you, things that are flanking your target and beyond it. Because as far as it goes, every round that you fire has a price tag attached to it. And a lot of times that price tag's your freedom, which in this case was what was attached to that guy. Yeah. So I do have one question. Uh, mm-hmm. So in, in the two opportunities that you had to pick a story, do you just go, okay, Florida man self-defense? Well, the thing is, Florida has such lax self like such lax laws when it comes to like people's identifying information and stuff like that that they will just give you like pretty much anything because it all just goes to public record almost immediately. Gotcha. Okay. So it's really really easy to find Florida man stories, which I think is why Florida man has like you know all this crazy reputation because if not like Florida just mostly has cocaine, like Oklahoma man I'm sure would be absolutely <laughs> the country, you know. <laughs> Like, do rolling around with, like, two teeth, like, you know. I just imagine Oklahoma man, like, flailing, ducting, and, like, attacking people. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to Oklahoma. It's just how I imagine it. Like, <laughs> so if anybody's listening from Oklahoma, maybe we're sorry. I don't know anymore. Yeah. Tell me how right I am. I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong. I know people from Oklahoma, and I don't think I'm far off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if, you, if, we, if we break it down and really think about it, if you have to make a decision, yep, you observe. You kind of, like, take in all the information around you. You kind of, like, orient. You kind of, like, get – you observe everything, and then you kind of orient yourself to thinking in that, you know, toward that direction and kind of thinking about all of that stuff, and then you make a decision, you know, and then just, this is what I'm going to do, and then you act upon that decision. It's so like you said um, – Flight or flight? Oh, no. <laughs> Fight or flight. Fight or flight. It's funny. This is what I do for a living. I should know about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, words are hard. Words are hard. Yeah. Uh, um, you get stuck a lot of times in that freeze. Uh, you know, flight, fight, flight, or freeze. Uh, you mm-hmm. get stuck in freeze a lot of times. Basically, what's happening is you're going observe, orient, decide, observe, orient, decide, observe, and you never act. And you just like you never make the decision. So you're just kind of like stuck in this circle here. And um, you're always, like, taking in that extra information, and you don't know what to do. So you just kind of, like, re reorient, you know, every time. And, uh, you know, it, it is scary when people get stuck in that. But then what we talked about at the beginning was, and it threw you for a loop for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, and it did me, too. And that's exactly the same question uh, he asked me. We were having a conversation one day mm-hmm. where all this came about. And this has been years ago. He and I were having a conversation, and in the middle of the conversation, that's the question he asked me. Mm-hmm. Do you think helicopters eat your young? Eat their young? And I was like, and it just completely took me off kilter. <laughs> and he was talking about like a, th- a training that he had done at that mm-hmm. time, and that was that moment where I was like, that is that's actually pretty cool. I've never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. So I think I've heard you tell the story of him doing that mm-hmm. to you before, but it still didn't matter because when he said it. it even though I had heard him or heard you say say that, I can't talk now. Even though I had heard you say that before from him, I mean, so the title still, of this podcast is going to be Ooda Loop and words is hard. Words are words is hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, be like that sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, it's a it's a process that you're always in. I mean, you're you're yeah. always in Ooda Loop because you're always making some form of decision. And, and observing new information. Um, so, in the same thing, in kind of a verbal judo sense, where, you know, if you have a conversation where 
Well, y'all, y'all noticed Brian had the conversation. He had everybody's attention. I asked a stupid question. It drew everybody away from it and on to me, and then I could have gone on from whatever I wanted afterwards um, just because it, it, it completely resets the brain like what, and then you can kind of hijack and continue. Um, the same thing, I mean, you know, if you have – you know, people just absolutely freaking out, and you know, or, or whatever else. If you're just trying to to regain control of a conversation that you're having with somebody, especially people that just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and continue and continue, yeah, yeah, it absolutely resets the focus. Even just something as simple as like, "Hey, what was your name again?" Mm-hmm. A lot of times, they'll be like, "Oh, they're asking a question about me. I really like me." And then, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, another way you can reset somebody's OODA loop when they're in the middle of that, because obviously. Um, Especially, well, at least what I do, usually if I'm dealing with somebody who's having that kind of, um, I guess, panic talking event, something's gone on. Yeah, some form of traumatic event's gone on, and, and it doesn't even really have to be anything that huge and significant. It could just be like, you know, oh, whoever fell down the stairs, and now blah, 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 and, you know, just be like, oh, hold on, just let me make sure I got this right. Now, like, everybody likes to hear themselves talk, and, you know, a lot of people, like, the next best thing to hearing themselves talk is hearing somebody else say the stuff they said back to them. They love that. (laughs) Uh, They love that. So, yeah. So, it's, you can kind of reset that OODA loop and set somebody from, you know, talker from acting back into observation mode. Correct. So, now I'm going to, you know, start, I'm going to start gathering information again. We're going to start going in. So um, the same thing like when you uh, – the best thing to do is when somebody gives you directions. See, I suck when I'm given directions. Terrible. Like if they're like, oh, go up here, and especially in the south anyway, because they're like, go up yonder at the third, you know, whatever lot, take a left. Or, Wait, no, it's a right. Once you get to the grain barn, you're going to take a right. And that's like, that's like, bro, okay, let me make sure I got this right. And you say it back to them, and you'll think, and you'll watch them like take the root in their head. As you're explaining it to them, they'll just be like, oh, no, you need to go to the next one. I'm, okay, so it's after the grain bar, not before. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, and, and you kind of go on that way. But it's all the time. It's not just in self-defense. But if you realize how to reset the OODA loop in conversation, you can do it yeah. later on, too. Um, so, in all honesty, that, that kind of works, like, in a de-escalation kind of mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. You know, Um I know I've used it in de-escalation really without even knowing that I've used it um, and not really like thinking it through. But I know like with the job that I'd, I'd had before and we've talked about it on a podcast, I'm pretty sure where like um, do is was following somebody that had stolen something. Um, I come up, went looking for him, ended up finding him, come out. They're like yelling, screaming, ready to kill him. And everything else, and they're sitting there, and they're running their mouth, and I basically just like, "Hey, man, calm down." Da, 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 da. And then I kind of reset and restated something that guy said, and just kind of took him out mm-hmm. of where he was in his ramblings. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, like, just total pissed off ramblings. I just like, I kind of restated what he said and everything, and just kind of like made him stop and think and reset. Mm-hmm. And kind of looking back, mm-hmm. I can kind of see it. Yeah, especially in that point when they're like stuck in that act phase yeah you know especially a highly emotional response where you know uh, yeah because at that point you're beyond the realm of reasonability you're you're now acting on instinct alone you know so you're just kind of stuck in that act phase and you're like whoa whoa, whoa, wait a minute let's reset this and and you kind of go for the same thing usually i mean you know if they're yelling about whatever i'll just be like who him and they'll be like yeah him i'll be like well what's his deal like and they'll tell you about whatever and i'll just be like dude that's messed up like hey (laughs) 
Like, dang, for real? Like, yeah, like, oh, man, like, what else went on? Like, why, why are you so mad? Yeah. Like, was everybody mad today for you? Like, <laughs> can you find a, can you think of, like, a time where you've, like, done something like that, where you've kind of reset? Do it with children all the time. Do it with children all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Usually with them, it's more of an emotional, I mean, there's not actually something physical yeah. going on, It's but it's, yeah, I mean, directing, redirecting their attention to to something else or to a specific area to kind of just get that that whole situation to calm down and, and to, to change course mm. from their train of thought. Um, I, I do use it a lot um, with adults when I'm having emotional conversations with them in my other job um, because I deal with a lot of birth-related things. And that's one thing that we've learned is when someone is really emotionally just rambling there's a certain part where their voice changes and if you stop them at that moment where their voice changes you can actually make you can accomplish more because yeah. where their voice breaks mm-hmm. or changes there there's usually something right there that they're they're hinging on and that's what their emotion is tied to um and so i typically use it there um when i'm dealing with people talking um, listening for that change where either something has agitated them or upsets them in some manner you'll usually hear in their voice a change there Um, and that's typically where i like to to jump in and change Mm -hmm. the course of the conversation or refocus things but yes Mm. i've had to use it i just didn't know it was called a loop yeah and and again it's funny that you know when it's defined and it's explained you can start thinking back and you're like I've probably done that. You know, I've, I've done that here and there. You don't think about it in self-defense a lot of times, mm-hmm. though. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. the big thing is people don't think about it as like a strategy for self-defense mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, and just because, maybe it's just because that uh, at, at my truest self, I'm a bit of a butt. I thought, you know, it would be kind of funny to do an entire episode of the podcast where it's everybody's goal to interrupt everybody's OODA loop. But nobody would be able to stand to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> But it could be fun. It, it, it can be fun to do it, mm-hmm. but like sometimes we do have uh, some ADD ramblings, mm-hmm. which is kind of almost in that same <laughs> thing anyway. Mm-hmm. But it would be like that on steroids. Mm-hmm. So it's true. Yeah, and uh, could be fun to record, just maybe for no one else but us, us to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, how many times can I interrupt this person's Zulu loop today? Mm-hmm. See, I try and see how many times I can interrupt somebody and them not be mad at me. <laughs> that's that's my favorite, and like do it in a way that they don't really realize that they've been interrupted. Mm. Which um, generally is like you know paraphrasing, asking further questions. Like paraphrasing is probably the the best one because if they said a whole bunch already, and I'm just like it's it's a way to get them to slow down. And okay, now you're listening to me. So like essentially, is that right? And then they're like, uh huh. As soon as they get past the head, and I'm like, okay, well here's what we're gonna do now. And then so after that, you know, we I've got I've got your back, you know. <laughs> It's me now. You on the you on the Nelson show. We gonna do it, and uh, so you know you kind of hijack that conversation back. You orient that information, make sure that you're making the proper decisions, and then go back down the list. Usually, by the time that they've sat down and shut up long enough, they're kind of beyond that emotional response. Yeah, and stuff. Like and see, that. and it's that right there because that entire time when he's talking about interrupting people to paraphrase what they were said, I was thinking about possibly interrupting him to paraphrase what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But see, that's just the that internal butt of, mm-hmm. that I am. Uh, so. <laughs> and like sometimes seals mate with penguins when they're not strong enough to get yeah, mate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
and everybody listening is like, what just happened? And that's exactly, you were stuck in a conversation, yeah. As I gave everybody else something to think about, and they were like, really? That's weird. It's actually true. There's a video on YouTube about it. It's hilarious. Are you serious? Oh, it's so funny. It's the funniest thing ever. I'll show you tell if he was being serious or if he was just trying to redirect the conversation. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was trying to redirect the conversation, but it's a it's a good display of how Oodaloo works. But also, it really does happen. See, here's so funny. Here's what happens sometimes. Uh, I will say that I was thinking about doing this thing, and Stephen will just do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this already happened in another podcast when mm-hmm. I said I was thinking about make, possibly making this joke, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. So, so Stephen just it. makes it. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I'm like, a, how I'm often a- do your sudden decisions backfire on you? Because you seem to make your decisions really quickly and just fly with it. How how often do they backfire? Sometimes She's calling it impulsive. Just yeah, so. yeah, I, I know. This is definitely true. But, like, you know, by the time I've gotten six more deep into that, they've totally forgotten about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, usually, like, if that one doesn't work out, well, like, boom, there's another one. Like, bam, there's another one. One of them will work. But, you know, like, we're going we gonna to throw the cards out this deck, and eventually one of them's going to match what they got in their hand. Like, so, Kylie, you have not spoken much this podcast. You still trying to figure out what the Uda loop is? Maybe. <laughs> Did you and Gentry like call and coordinate t-shirts? No. No. I didn't know. Mm-mm. It's the only clean impact defense one I could find. <laughs> I had this one or it was the red version of this one. I realized that for a, a long time I wore that shirt or a version of that shirt Every time we did the podcast, mm-hmm. it apparently was my Wednesday podcast shirt, and uh, so most of the so most of the time, not always, but these these podcasts recorded on Mondays, no Mondays, uh, Wednesdays to be really released on Mondays. But um, yeah, I was like, apparently, I wear that same shirt or another color of that same shirt on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mine's from Magpul. Magpul hit us up for a sponsor. That would be nice. Yeah. We like your stuff. We'll take all the sponsors we can get. <laughs> Especially if you send free stuff. That's cool. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I buy a lot of Magpul crap. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I have bought a lot of Magpul crap. Speaking of which, all of our Oodaloos just got like off the kilter there. Yeah, exactly. All of us got, got way off topic. But I think it's... I, I mean, you know, I guess it's important for people to be able to relate it to stuff that they do. Yeah, yeah I mean, you it's know, true. And I think this is Steven's podcast to show that he's not just a goofball, that he's actually smart because he's pulling out all this stuff that's like, yeah, you're right. You are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I we, we goof around a lot. Like, but. Like, <laughs> I've got like hella ADD and, you know, I goof around and, you know, I'm always making like weird jokes and stuff like that. But I also know a lot of crap. Like, you know, this is, like, you know, this is, I love this stuff. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time to, uh, you know, uh, study and make sure that I have good information and as as updated information as I can get to, you know, because nothing else is, it's, it's always better to make better decisions. Yeah. Um, but it, it's good to be able to, um, you know, not only in conversation, but just in stuff that you see in your day-to-day life, you know, not everything is either like conversations with people who are hysterical or you're not walking into, you know, gunfights or people throwing hands, you know, you're not walking into a ballroom brawl all the time. 
I mean, well, I mean, in your case, you came through with a whole gaggle of kids, and if you walked into the living room and, like, one of them's, like, slamming the other one's head in the coffee table, one of them's trying to stick a fork in a light socket, and (laughs) another one's throwing blocks at the windows, like, you know. That's Tuesday for Gentry. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you got to walk in and you got to triage the whole situation. You have to be, like, light socket kid first. (laughs) You know. Just be like, he's probably, yeah. like he's probably going to die from electrocution first. Let's go ahead and grab him. We're going to take the kids, slam it into the, into, the, uh, into the coffee table, slam their heads together and send them to the room. And then we have to get the other kid up, like tell him to quit throwing stuff at the window. It's like, yeah. Every time I hear anything about a light socket or anything, I always think about it. And it was a long time ago, and I'm dating myself, but we've already discussed I'm old. And uh, Gentry is almost as old as me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not too far back. <laughs> But do you remember that show, Titus? Mm-hmm. Okay. Super heavy duck. So <laughs> it was like, the all, I didn't really watch that show a whole lot, but I, I we watched, watched it. Y'all did? Uh-huh. So I watched, like, I, I would never forget like one episode where like, it was like a flashback to his childhood mm-hmm. and he was about to like stick something in like the, uh, the outlet on mm-hmm. the wall and his mom was like, no, Christopher. And he was like, no, that's not. The dad was like, no, stop. Go ahead, son. <laughs> like, yeah. Goes, yeah, I won't do that again, will you? <laughs> <laughs> so, and that, that that hits me every time I hear anything about a light. Sorry, that one, and then my, bro- my brother. <laughs> He'll love hearing this one on the podcast. But we had bunk bags when we were kids. And we both had these lights that, like, clipped onto the bunk bed. And so, reading lights. Yeah. And I was laying in bed one night. Almost asleep, and I heard him. Ah! <laughs> and I was like, "What happened? What in the world?" And he goes, "I thought there was a light bulb." <laughs> and, and apparently, he had taken the light bulb out at some point in time. And he was reaching up just to touch the light bulb, and his finger all the way in the light socket. Yeah. So, um, and that ADD Ladies moment was brought to you by Impact. <laughs> yeah. And that ADD moment was brought to you by Faith and Freedom Clothing. <laughs> we'll give them a second shout out for this episode. <laughs> I am really good at taking things off the rails. Anyway, um, do some reading, do some smart stuff. Uh, read about self defense, which brings up something that I think, for the fun of it, I would like to have both of you on again to talk about uh, another subject. Are you going to tell us what the subject is or maybe waiting to find out? Well, all right. So guys, but, but educate yourself because there's a lot more mental to self-defense than a lot of people think about. And yes, I will kind of fill you in okay. uh, beforehand. Okay. I was just, I had a, I had a very interesting thought. Okay. Um, so uh, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Again, visit our sponsors. Um, be sure to check out, you know, any training material. Use coupon code with like theatomicbear.com. Use the coupon code with uh, certpistol.com. Um, Impact Defense is our coupon code. Invisiware. You go over to Invisiware, check out their stuff. Also, use the coupon code Impact Defense. This will get you money off of any of these things. Uh, and it helps out the podcast as well. So if you're already looking at this type of stuff for training or safety, check this out. As always, check out the links in the description of the podcast as well. Thank you guys very much for listening. And we will see you in the next podcast. Bye. Bye. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. 
If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard. Oh, you're trying to come up with another story? No, I was going to show you the video of the seal. (laughs) (laughs) Turn it off. (laughs) Although you might want to tag that onto the end of the last (laughs) one. Yes, yes.